What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Xbox Roundtable. This is episode number 148. I'm your host, Invader, and hey, it's certainly great to have you all here with us. We've got all kinds of stuff to cover tonight. There's been a lot of talk and movement over at 343 Industries, as well, you know, our thoughts on the announcements during Gamescom, uh, not to mention a slew of new releases from Xbox Game Studios. However, before we get into all these, let me introduce everybody on tonight's panel, and I'll start with Tim. Buddy, hey, it's great to have you on tonight. How have you been? Hey, how you guys doing? Happy to be here. Sorry about last week. Was um, inundated with work. Um, actually, uh, didn't. Uh, who's who's the washing machine? Who threw their phone in the washing machine? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so, but I, I'm regenerized, uh, re-energized, and uh, I'm happy to be back here to talk about Xbox, the industry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's always good to be re-energized. Uh, Shock Buddy, I'll move on to you next. What's new and exciting? Oh, not much. Uh was finishing selling the rest of my collection. I think I'm up to like about 2500 so far to sell my Dreamcast and the GameCube games. I have a small collection, but hey, those retro games are hot commodities, man. Yeah, especially some of these PS2 games I got for a dollar. I'm selling for like twenty a piece, so pretty easy uh, profit. But I've been trying. I've been playing around with more with that uh, X Cloud and uh, trying out like Wasteland Three with it. That's pretty cool. Did you get a chance to uh, deck your phone? Uh, I turned it on like last night. I hadn't played around with it much, but yeah, it looked, oh. looked pretty cool. Very um, cool. I was very impressed by it. I was kind of annoyed. Like when I got the Kishi, I'm like, cool. I can, you know, now that I have the Android, I can play with the Xbox games with remote play. Um, but you can't do it on uh, Sony if you're game sharing, which is kind of mm. shitty. But you can do that. You can totally be game sh- have a game share partner on Xbox and do remote play, and you still can play all your games that are on the Xbox in your living room. For some reason, they block it. I don't know. Sweet. Hmm. That was kind of sucky. But yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, Wasteland 3 is uh, pretty cool, especially if you've never played those games. I think you should definitely give it a try. The the writing, the humor in it mm-hmm. is really cool. The cut uh, player customization. So yeah, definitely give it a try on Game Pass. Yeah, I'll get into my impressions later on, but so far, like I'm, I just, I've only had a, a little bit to actually try it out, but so far I have a pretty high, I'm pretty high on it at the moment. Um, moving on to Jeremy, Jeremy, buddy, it's great to have you with us tonight. How's things at your end? It's good, man. Got a chance to play some games recently. Trying to finish up uh, God of War on PlayStation, and then I had a chance to play um, Tell Me Why and uh, Wasteland 3. So I'm working on those. I kind of want to stick to one game only because I get sidetracked with everything and I end up not finishing them. So I'm trying to finish God of War first. And then I think I moved my way up to Wasteland 3. I heard it's like 60 hours or something like that. So, yeah. 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 There's a lot of contact content packed into those games. Um, those RPGs can be quite detailed and Wasteland 3 is no exception. Um. All right, and last but not least for tonight, Centurion Man, how's it going? What is up, guys? How's everybody been? Good. Good. Right I've only been able to 
have a little bit of time to play Saints Row 2 here and there. But I'm actually enjoying it. Um, I'm actually kind of shocked I missed it for when it came out. So I'm I'm glad backwards compatibility actually exists. Well, the whole entire Saint Row series is pretty good. And see, I bought the Saints Row 3 remastered, and the OCD in me wanted me to play the second one. <laughs> so I just I started there in the second one and pretty much uh I'm actually enjoying Saints Row 2, so I'm looking forward to Saints Row 3 Remastered and uh, actually playing um, the actual series from this point. I like it because it kind of separates itself from that whole, uh, you know, open world genre where it, you know, it doesn't take itself seriously. And it's pretty funny. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Very funny. Uh, full of cliches. And definitely, if a developer was to try to do some of this stuff today, they would definitely be pushing the boundaries of what is socially acceptable at this point. Very true. Oh, dude. Well, I'm did working on a. Who said what? Oh, did you play the first one? No, I did not. But oddly enough, maybe I'm wrong. I didn't really, I didn't really search for it too hard on the the store because I already had Saints Row Two. The uh, I think I got it like in Games with Gold. So I was just like, I might as well start there. But I don't know. I never played the first one, but I will say I did go on YouTube and just kind of get the lowdown. Yeah, I think most people played it because it's the only next gen like GTA like game at the time before mm -hmm. GTA Four dropped. But yeah, that's where I got got into. I don't think I played the others, but the first one I enjoyed. But... Yeah, well, it's funny that you uh, talk about the content of it, Centurion, because right now I'm uh, I'm working on a review for. Um should be out soon uh destroy all humans the remake and there's some interesting <laughs> oh dude there's some interesting dialogue in there and i'm i'm really really happy that they kept it all i am oh my god as soon i'm not scared but as soon as i saw that dude throw the rifle and he's like time for some probing i'm like oh my god this game uh -huh. was wrote back when people had a sense of humor hallelujah dude that game does a great job in stereotyping people <laughs> yeah oh man you know what but that's the fun but no offense that's the like i'm not free that's the funny part of it do you think an alien is gonna come down here and try to be like you know like uh, i really couldn't say that but it just definitely looks from the perspective of an alien coming to our planet and it would seem strange like the first thing they did was they tried to um pretty much proposition a cow because they thought it was the world leader well, I'll tell you what, they'll be visiting me first because we have plenty of cows and plenty of rednecks here. Yeah, you'd be the dude with his feet kicking out of its rear end. Did like did you see the did you see the trailer for the remake of the game where like at the end of it, like the alien had actually implanted dude inside the cow and he's like kicking outside of the cow at the end of the trailer? <laughs> oh, I man. loved that whole trailer. I was just like, man, I gotta play this game just because the trailer has Romstein in the background. Well, we played it, you know, what was it, like 10 years ago when it first came out? I believe it was 10 years ago um, on the original Xbox. Was it 10 years ago? I can't remember. And I actually did. It's I about 15 years old. Is it 15 years old? Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, I do like to go back and look at what the original looks like. And oh, my God, I'm so glad I'm playing this version. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> is it that yeah. different from the uh, backwards compatible Xbox One X and No, it's it's not that different. I mean, it it looks nice. It looks way okay. better, obviously. But um, what's there? What yeah. makes it? What makes that game good is intact. And so, I what mean, version of the cool. game did I see then? Because I swear to God, I no, saw one different. that was on the original Xbox. No, it's different. They have new abilities for the uh, oh, okay. like. They've changed the controls. They've added um, yeah. different things. The saucer, new abilities for uh, crypto, well, the, saucer, the alien. The saucer was in the, the original. No, he's talking about the abilities that you can use on the saucer. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, when I and you know, here's the thing. I'm actually one of those guys that don't ask me why. I'm a collect a whore. I you put me in a game where there's collectibles and I'm running around grabbing them all. And when you're trying to watch, like, find some of them, like, you were pulling up some of the old content from the original game, and they have actually moved some of the stuff around and put, like, trees. And, like, I mean, from what I've seen, the game looks totally different. And mm -hmm. I'm, but this is the, this is the original OG Xbox version that I guess I picked up. Yeah. Yeah. And they even have a, a lost level or whatever included in there one that they had like polished up to be add in so it's I don't know, there is a little bit of extra content in there so if i'm not mistaken it's the original uh thq or used to make that i forgot I think yeah, it's THQ, right, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's two yeah thq and honestly i wouldn't be surprised if uh, the second one was uh redone as well so because it, it's doing it it's seeing a lot of praise at the moment so and it's good it, it's a really fun game and i suggest anybody i've been using... having more i was just to say i've been having more fun with games like that than some of the stuff that's been pushed out lately like i'm I'm actually grateful for a remake like that because I actually missed it when it first came out and I'm having more fun with that game than some of the stuff we've gotten this gen. Yeah. yeah. That's the truth. And I just picked up, uh, cause there was that sale last week. I picked up uh bullet storm, the uh, full clip edition with uh, the Duke Nukem in it. That's, right. a good, that's a great game. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, you know, I, I, I couldn't help but pick it up for five bucks and I'll definitely be playing it sometime this week. It's uh, hey, I like my I like my uh, guilty pleasure pleasure shooters. So why not, right? We'll have to play multiplayer because that's that was like one of the first games me and Downer ever played multiplayer on. He actually showed me the game. It was in my backlog, and I was he's like, mm -hmm. "We'll load it up and we'll play multiplayer." All right. <laughs> no, we'll uh, we'll get on that. I have uh, I have to arrange something with uh, Jay the Graphic God first because he just picked it up as well. So. Uh, yeah, definitely do some multiplayer action with that. Some uh, some co-op because I th yeah I think there's a like some kind of a score attack mode in there. So you know, kind of like a horde in a way. Got to look more into it. But either way, I like my I have a guilty pleasure for shooters. So why not? All right, and uh, before we begin tonight, guys, just a friendly reminder that the show is available on a large number of different podcasting services. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and just a wide range of other platforms. So definitely take a look at that if you're, you know what, if you're always on the go. Promote that super chat, baby. Yeah, yeah, that was next on my list, Jeremy. And hey, you know what, guys? Uh, we hit a few milestones, and now we have the uh, super chat availability. Uh, availability. So if you guys want to get in on that, you know, leave a little something. Come we'll on, read Canadians out your comment. The okay. uh, super chat, <laughs> definitely, buddy. <laughs> but uh, Canadians can say, "Can you believe this guy?" Come on, give him shit in the chat. Come on, Jay. I know you want to say something, to Jeremy, right now. 
<laughs> but uh, all right, guys, we'll move on to our first topic of the evening. No, no reason to keep everybody waiting. And recently, there's been a whirlwind of news circulating around 343 Industries as of late. And a lot of things have uh, that came out early, earlier in the week got shot down by the developers. However, a huge move got announced a few days ago that Halo veteran Joseph Staten has been brought in to take over as the campaign lead. This is a pretty big move, considering that he has a pretty big legacy from Bungie. Now, Centurion Buddy, I know you've been covering the whole 343 industry stuff as of late in your own video content. What's your opinion on 343 getting Joe at the helm? Well, forgive me. I was actually, I'll be upfront. I didn't really know who much about this gentleman until I read about him. I never really concerned myself who was involved in building a game until I got a lot older. So forgive me on that one. But it is good to see that uh, Microsoft is definitely reaching back in time and bringing somebody who helped kind of flesh out the Halo franchise that we all know and love. And it's good to see that they're putting him in a position where he's going to have a little bit of say so over the direction of this game, um, because then if they put him like like I know Bonnie Ross is the one that's in charge of three, four, three. And pretty much there's him and someone else who answers directly to her. Yeah, but if I got the if I got the logist of the article right. There's um, uh, there's Kiki and then there's uh, what's his face? Frankie. Frankie. Yeah. yeah. I'm just. Like the one thing that's is, okay, so I'm just gonna get into it. I'm not even gonna beat around the bush. It sucks about this whole situation. I'll yeah. say I, I wanted yeah. to I wanted to uh, definitely give three four three the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, if they're gonna come out and say that's an old build of the game, cool. If they're gonna come out, like I remember when the actual studio leads did leave three four three, and everybody said there was gonna be delays, and three four three came on and said no, there wasn't, and. I guess if you really kind of read the articles very closely at this point, you can see a lot of the internal struggles that are going on at three, four, three. And I brought, yeah, I brought this up last week and said, Hey, maybe it's a leadership problem and boom. And And that's where it is definitely a leadership problem regretfully because, um, you can kind of use COVID the whole situation that we're in with the pandemic as an excuse, but if you have proper leadership to begin with, um, this shouldn't have been that big of a problem. I know that the pandemic has affected everybody. Um, but when you really read the articles and get into the big, big problem going on at three, four, three, they didn't really have their stuff together before the pandemic. The pandemic was nothing more than the straw that broke the camel's back. So what's going on? <laughs> Somebody's swatting. What did it it remind you of? To me, it reminded me of like the whole crackdown three debacle. And this is how I don't, you know, I don't know about crackdown three because crackdown three is a total like, okay. So actually um, they lost half their dev. Yeah. They they lost the the one that Epic bought. Yeah. um, Cloud gen. Gen. I almost called them cloud tech. Sorry. Cloud gen. Yeah. They bought that (laughs) whole thing out. Microsoft was in a position to actually take them to court. So that I feel is a different situation because that was something let's probably face it. The game's uh, development was probably all over the place. And that probably was a major setback. 
Um, but definitely well, the moves that were made, that's what it feels like, in my opinion. You know, right now I'm thinking the game's gonna be launched Q1 of 2022. That's what oh, I'm no. thinking about. I like how they've come out and said that there is no other plans outside of the game launching 2021. I think at this point, I'm pretty sure Microsoft is definitely like, have you seen how many developers they really have? Like outside of, um, let me try to get this. uh, um, What was the new one that was just brought in? Uh, Invader Shell, somebody. Certain, um, well, certain affinity was just certain affinity. Uh, Spearsoft and Skybox. Skybox. So those are three very well, three known developers that are helping outside of the mass amount of third-party developers, contractors, whatever you want to call them, that Microsoft has put towards helping three four three regretfully you could have all the manpower in the world but if you don't have proper leadership come on we all know how those stories go uh so i really hope 343 gets some things kind of together i hope they find the leadership that they need and put them in the proper positions to definitely get this game out in 2021 uh but for me i really see this game coming out holiday next year you had a chance to meet Joseph uh, back when Halo 2 came out. Uh, you know, I found him to be an extremely bright and intelligent guy who has done great work with the franchise in the past. Um, I do think he has a great understanding on like how the campaign needs to be from like a Halo fans perspective. So I think he's going to bring that to the table, bring that to the campaign. And yeah. me personally, I think he's going to deliver at the, t- at the same time, uh, can we really trust Xbox to deliver the ultimate Halo experience? I mean, their previous track record includes State of Decay 2, Sea of Thieves, you know, like God of War. I mean, I'm God of War. Gears of War 4 and 5, you know, Crackdown. Uh, many of these titles were killed by the media, and some did not live up to the standards, even according to, like, Xbox fans. So... I don't know, man. I'm just, it's a wait and see with me always now, nowadays with Xbox and some of these big games that are coming out. So, I mean, that's my take on it. But as far as Joseph taking the lead, I think he's the right guy to do it. Um, but, um, and on the multiplayer side, he, uh, I forget his name. What's his name? Who took over multiplayer? The guy's name is Pierre Heinz. So, Pierre Heinz, he, actually saved uh master chief collection back in the day um when it first came out and he's he kind of helped um you know you know the uh the problems that master chief collection had he, now he's being put towards the free to play side of it that was his right. that that his that is his main objective is he right. is going to help the free to play side of the multiplayer yeah but i mean he saved really master chief collection when it was in a a bad state at that time so we'll see we'll see how everything goes but i think they picked uh two two great guys um now let's see if they could deliver i hate the situation that regretfully we've put 343 into because this is where sadly even in my industry in my professional life we have the same situation where i have customers tell me well, you know, so-and-so did it this way. And it's like, well, so-and-so doesn't do it anymore. So 
you know, <laughs> pack up, move on, get over it. Um, if you guys want me to absolutely be serious, I love the way Master Chief has looked in Halo 4 and Halo 5. I love that futuristic look of his armor. I'm going to tell you right now, um, mm -hmm. the flat green armor, hey, it looks cool, but I love details. I'm, I'm a picture whore. I love looking at detail. I love resolution. Mm -hmm. um, when I saw that... Um, that demo that everybody complained about over here with the three second face on the screen. Um, I saw the detail that they put into his leather gloves. I mean, the blemishes in the leather, how the light was actually kind of hitting it and showing those blemishes. There was some detail there that people didn't, where people were fixated on something that had no detail that was on screen for three seconds. They couldn't see the detail that was in front of them that was on the screen for minutes. And, and that's where it's just like, you know, I'm sorry that Bungie no longer does Halo, but pack it up. Don't be a Halo fan anymore because Bungie moved on. Maybe you're not a fan of 343's Halo, but to basically hold a gun to their head and say no to it like Bungie did it, that means they have no studio. Um, you have nothing that sets you out from the other guys. Why would you want to recreate a product that doesn't make it look like you basically are just recreating something else that someone else made? You have but, no but personalization on it at all. No, but that's not where it fell off. It fell off in some of the most important aspects of video game creation. And I'm talking about story creation. I'm talking about gameplay. Well, not gameplay. I'm talking about the narrative experience. It, it's, it fell off in multiplayer. Uh, it fell off on almost every major aspect of, of what made Halo great, which is, this, you know, story-driven characters. Uh, you know, it was very character-driven between you you and Cortana, and that was lost in those games. Well, if you actually listen to the main premise, the, the short and easy version of Halo 4 and Halo 5 is Halo 4, the story was great, the multiplayer sucked. Halo 5, the multiplayer's great, but the story sucks. They're flip-flopped. That, that's the, yeah, and that's I, would say, I would say that Halo 4's story is much better than 5's, absolutely, but... It was. It's nowhere compared to part one, two, and three. I mean, even two was. I was I had some. I was kind of angry with part two, but oh my! Um, so here it is. Like I hate using food references because I never want to be mistaken <laughs> for someone else. Let's get that straight, everybody. <laughs> uh, but let's you look. If you go to a new restaurant and you try a new meal for the first time in your life, and then you keep going to that restaurant over and over and over again you're never going to get that same feeling again. And like, it just comes down to how, like, how do you expect them to reinvent the wheel? No, like we, they created uh, Halo. They games? created something. No, special. come on, dude. You look at games throughout history. Some of the greatest games ever made, like Zelda. We're talking Grand Theft Auto. These what? games, Grand Theft Auto, one after another has has. I Grand just, Theft Auto, to me, the stories have sucked in Grand Theft Auto yes. until Grand Theft Auto you're 5. You're freaking high. I don't know what you're talking Dude, about now. Grand Theft Auto Vice City was nothing more than a ripoff of Scarface. Uh, I'm sorry, but how, how imaginative do you have to be to create the same plot as Scarface? Invader, turn his mic. He's talking nonsense now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm well, it was a total ripoff if, of Scarface. If I may interject, Centurion, um, you know what? I totally understand what you're saying, and I definitely, definitely uh, understand your side. My thing is, 
I definitely I want to give 343 the benefit of the doubt because I do see a lot of good in what no, they've I done with their trailer. The I want to yeah. see what 343 can do. I'm tired of people saying do it like Bungie. I have I have actually enjoyed what I have up seen. I've, I've been enjoying what 343 has been putting out and I feel like this whole Bungie situation is holding them back. The only thing so, I would I would say about 343 is one big thing that I think has been an issue with them is they tried to put too much of their own personal spin on whether it be weapons, vehicles, and armor that's already iconic and nobody really complained about. Like you look at, for example, the rocket launcher, right? With the spanker, it's like they had they had redone that and then fans were bitching. It's like, well, why why did you do that? <laughs> Same thing with the shock. You know, they had to add it in as DLC and it just like, there's all kinds of little things like that. So it's funny that Citron brings up the whole, uh, you know, do it like Bungie, but then they bring in a Bungie guy with Joseph. So it's like, <laughs> well, well, that's where this is what the fans want, though. This is what the fans want. They bring in this is because like the fans have been telling them do it like Bungie, so they really are trying. Well, like, it's not like, like Bungie got it right every time. People were pissed when they took away the Magnum in two, or when the multiplayer changed in Reach. People were really fucking pissed, and that's what kind of yeah. led halo 4 into that direction and they just went like full-blown with it and then people got really upset but blame bungie they led them in that direction <laughs> well my question is guys joe is coming in we're presuming that halo is gonna be released at the end of 2021 and so is Assuming he's going to be on this project for a year, as well as the guy who's on the lead for the free-to-play multiplayer, is that enough time for them to put their own personal staple on this to kind of, you know, fix everything? Yeah, I mean, it is enough time. I think the game is complete. It's all done and ready to go. However, I think what needs... I think the reason why they brought Joseph in is to make the story a little bit tighter. I really do in the campaign kind of work a little bit better with, you know, maybe some production set pieces, uh, you know, just streamline it a little bit better. Um, Try to figure out how to deliver it to the fans in a more yeah. normal way. Cause I mean, if, yeah. you read, if you read some of the articles about how they wanted to like make it like episodic and that they released stuff on timed release dates. I mean, yeah. it, it did, you could definitely tell in the development, they were all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's what's going on. Uh, and, and Joseph can deliver. I mean, like I said, this guy, if you ever hear him speak, this guy is crazy intelligent. He's a super bright guy. Um, so oh, Absolutely. I yeah, mean, the guy, he's, he, he's written, who knows how, a few really well-known, some of the best Halo novels. He yeah. did the story for ODST. In fact, he's also done grunt voice work in a couple of games. <laughs> um, but people also forget that he's very important within Microsoft Studios. He, yeah. I believe he was impactful for when it came with Flight Simulator. He did the storyline for both Crackdown 3 and ReCore, which both have, I would say, pretty decent storylines, especially ReCore. I yeah, think he Recore had a hand had in... A great storyline. I, I really enjoyed ReCore for what it was absolutely and yeah. i think he had a hand in tell me why as well to be honest um i think he had some uh it did some story work with that yeah. but joseph joseph is a very well-known guy and honestly if anybody's at the helm i i kind i trust this move to be honest 
Is it I, interesting to you that like Cyberpunk has a lot of similarities here that they got delayed seven months and they won't have their next gen parts ready until like sometime in 21, but no one's mm-hmm. ever like complained or said a word about that. <laughs> but well, it's because no, this no, was the first party, so it's, it's on the side of a console. <laughs> it's on yeah, well, cyber, Cyberpunk was supposed to come out this gen, so it's they get a pass. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what I, this I, game I, is. Like, this was supposed to come out earlier, and then they started like, okay, well, we're going to retool some things because they got yeah. some backlash from 5. This was already in development. So well, and you can knew. clearly see there's not that much of a difference if a game's being developed. Yeah, there's the a difference time. because we knew that it's Halo not. It's being developed on the. You don't even have the hardware two years it's ago. It's okay, like, Shock. Have, you can yell at me. It's okay. It's the same thing <laughs> as Cyberpunk. Everyone does like anyway. We got the next gen, you know, console version for Cyberpunk. It's coming probably a few months late. So I, I don't know. I'm right there with I'm right there with you, Shock. I don't know why everybody's yeah. complaining about People freaking saw the fighting in Cyberpunk and they said well, Halo was, was, like, was like was a Xbox Series X launch title. That's the yeah, way it was always promoted. Reason. That's the big reason. And so it's not the same shock. I mean, it's kind of no, like it's... Breath of the Wild, where they kind of like, okay, we're just gonna push this off a little bit and make it a you know, it was a Wii U game, but we're gonna make sure it launches with the Switch. Yeah, that, that's the same. That's basically the same. Well, it, it, my it take was, on this, John. No, I want to hear Tim Dog. I've been I've been watching you kind of unmute and mute your mic. So no, you go, man. <laughs> no, the floor is yours. Uh, no, I mean, listen. If you look at the situation, Joe going on to the set and Pierre or whatever, that's going to mean a year uh, a year delay. So you're t- you're looking holiday. Um, November of 2021, which is, I guess it's okay because Xbox doesn't really have a lot planned, I think, for 2021 because of COVID. And I just think their games are going to hit past 2021. They're going to be in 2022, 2023. But I think that the, this, the, this reminds me a lot of Crackdown. But the f- difference is, is I do think that the, I do think 343 is actually a good developer. And I do think that they have a lot of quality things going on, like you pointed out. Um, some of the things that was focused on was not uh, all, you know, it was it was it was Craig, but there were a lot of things that you did see in that in, in that video, uh, in that trailer that were impressive. Um, oh yeah, and, absolutely. You know, and I think that um, the year is gonna, it's it's gonna really help the game. In in my opinion, though. We talk about Crackdown. I mean, talk about uh, Cyberpunk. The difference is, is this was Xbox's game to show off power, to show off what next generation is, and uh, we know now that, that they failed at that. So it's yeah. it's uh, it's not the, their original plan was this was going to be a showcase title. Everything was was you know going well. I do think COVID definitely played into into the delay. But I do also think that this year is going to really help them, really help them. And um, for me, it's it's just a, it's just a matter of uh, of them, you know, nailing it. They they if they they if they mess this up, and they and they really don't hit the hit the, uh, you know, if the worst thing you're saying is is that the graphics aren't great, but everything else is amazing. Um, I don't think that that's a reason to to say three four three is not up to the task. But if they don't hit 
you know, the story aspect. And they don't they don't make a full, complete game here, and they have mishaps. Uh, it's time to look at three four three and and say you know either management change or you know you have to come to a point where you have to realize that they've had massive chief collection that was even though it was a great idea it failed because it didn't work. Then yeah. you had Halo Halo Five which missed the ballpark. They didn't have the narrative and they didn't have the story. And now you also have um, them missing the deadline. And that was an agreed deadline um, from Xbox and, and, and 343 body and everyone involved. Now you're at the point where if they don't do what they're supposed to do, I think you got to definitely be honest about the situation and look at, at the whole situation. But as Centurion was pointing out, uh, they definitely have gotten a, a kind of a, a tough card here. But um, I do think that uh, even though there's so much of this stuff and there's this gloom and doom, I still think this game is going to be very good. So uh, for me, I'm still cautiously optimistic. I'm just disappointed that, uh, you know, Series X would have been really uh, empowered by a game like this. So if yeah. I can add on real quick, I don't want nobody to think that I'm like tearing down Halo or that tearing down 343. I don't want 343 to ever be kind of held back by that whole thing of this is what Bungie would have done. I'm glad that they got some people from Bungie to help kind of to wrangle in what's going on to stay true to the concept of Halo. But I definitely want three. I have been enjoying what they've been doing with the franchise when it comes to the look and feel of Halo. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, look and feel is they're hitting the mark on that for sure. But I like what Tim Dog's saying. And I really hope this is something that actually helps 343 in the long run. Um, I've heard it said in business before. Sometimes you have to take two steps back to take five steps forward. So um, honestly, it sucks that they blew uh, the launch of Halo. Uh, Ma excuse me. Now you got me saying Master Chief. Halo Infinite to be next to the Series X. And honestly, that puts them in a bad light with Microsoft because now you've completely, you've probably annoyed some of the executives that had high hopes for the launch of the Series X. And so at this point, I don't like using Downer's term of make or break, but it definitely puts 343 in a position where, you know, please don't really blow this. You know, you guys have really kind of created a major delay, but let's see if we can benefit from this now by creating a stronger company in 343, a more stronger management team and getting some leadership to help right this ship and get it going down the proper direction, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, I is Jeremy. I, I know are you fact, podcasting oh, from that. a freeway? No, I'm, no, not even close. There's no freeway even near me. <laughs> uh, I know, I know for a fact that uh, Phil has a great relationship with Joseph, and I know, I could almost say with certain, he's the one that brought in uh, Joseph to kind of shape. Uh, and head that you know head the helm with at three four three. I know for a fact. I mean, who who can say that? But I do have to say this. I mean, somebody even brings up in the chat, uh, Froggy here. You know, three four three did have something like five years after uh, to put this game together. 
And I do understand, you know, there's different internal struggles going on, but, you know, it's five years now. They'll have six going into next year, and they have like three other support studios helping them. This is, uh, you know, there definitely seems to be a little bit of mismanagement going on here. Hey, Polyphony Digital spends six years on a car game. Like, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's fair. Some games, I mean, look at Cyberpunk. It's taken, what, probably six or seven years it's been spent on development? Since, like, they've had the production on it? Like, But at least to kind of say how much uh, third-party support did uh, CD Projekt Red hire to help get out um, Cyberpunk or... Um, any other titles that they've done yeah well well that's the thing they also don't have there's so much other things going into this game like Mm -hmm. multiplayer cyberpunk have multiplayer probably not i'm just i'm just saying (laughs) saying there's a lot more aspects of the game at least in my industry uh last um, of us it wouldn't have been out either had they actually shipped it with the multiplayer that they promised two years ago it's still not done well, Cyberpunk not has been, <laughs> Cyberpunk's been in development for like ten years. So that's and I mean, they that's built their own studio, their own uh, not studio, but a uh, fucking engine. Yeah. Well, like, technically, shit, shit like they, they were building time. an engine for Halo Infinite too. That's a little bit different. I mean, there's so many moving parts to Cyberpunk. And again, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you say it's different for one company to spend 10 years on a game and they built an engine and another company does it in six or seven years? And you're like, that's a different situation. They're waiting for the the uh technology to catch up, CD Project Red. They're they vision they envisioned a game to where you know it was very technology technological driven uh experience and it finally caught up to where they can make the game they really want to create. And Halo is not that game. Mm. Yeah. See, now you're trying to create an engine around a console that hasn't been invented yet. Same like with uh the engine that they had to make over at 343. Well, 343 they kind of knew that they had kind of had an idea because obviously, you know, being a part of Xbox Game Studios, they they had an idea of when the console was going to be coming. So yeah. I mean, it just I mean, it does suck though. I mean, Xbox is going to have this big gaping hole in their launch lineup right so you know that is a big blow to them but i would much rather them put out a good game a finished game than something that you know you get kind of piecemeal right so i mean at at the end of the day like they were still going to go up against cyberpunk anyway so i mean it's i think it's better just to get that out of the way everybody's going to be playing cyberpunk anyway and then a few months later who knows when the next when it's going to be delayed till but if it's like early, like maybe spring or something, it's then that's well, not even that bad. So. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because if it would have released, like people just would have been on them because of just the state that they showed it in. Which again, I like the direction that they're going. I think there's a lot of pluses, but they do need to address some things and even content too because they were very vague. Yeah. They're very vague on some things. So I'm just I'm glad that they decided to go the the route that they did. And hey, yeah. you know what? I respect 343 for that. At least they're addressing some concerns and they're being open about some things. Yeah. Right. All right, fellas. I think we beat this one with, uh, beat this horse a little too much. But either way, I'm still looking forward to 343 and we'll move along here. 
Whoa, who's See, uh... I tell you, someone's sitting on a freeway, man. <laughs> Jeremy jumped on GTA after all that talk. I was just about to say we got San Andreas going on there, but it looks like last week Xbox uh, Game Studios, you know, they saw a couple of more releases over this past week. Uh, one was from In Exile, uh, Wasteland 3, and then from Xbox Global Publishing and Don't Nod, we got Tell Me Why. I've been hearing a lot of critical p- uh, praise for Wasteland 3. In fact, I've been delving into it a little bit. And Tell Me Why is looking, well, it's seeing pretty favorable uh, results right now. Now, I'll keep this one open to anybody who wants to kick this off. Has anybody on the panel spent any time with these games? And if so, what are your impressions? Yeah, I had a chance to play uh, both titles, actually. But um, I'm a huge fan of Wakes. I've played all of them, Wait, 1, 2, and now, obviously, 3. Uh, but the RPG mechanics and the strategy elements to Wasteland are second to none by far. You know, it's it's strong suit. Um, In Exile has always had great writing in their games. I mean, when you look at the bought the um, uh, oh my god, the Bard's Tale series, uh, and now this. Um, you know, I mean, did they cl- did they close off? Are they closing off this generation in a good way? The answer to that is yes, but by default, really. Uh, but you can give credit to Xbox because they have the foresight, you know, in acquiring in, in exile. Um, and with uh, Tell Me Why launching via Game Pass, I thought it was a smart move because. Um, you know, that developer is very well known for its story-driven experiences. I've seen what In Exile is capable of doing ever since, you know, the original Xbox launched. Uh, now, I hope with a larger budget, you know, the, the potential for some of these games that are coming out, whether it's trip, a AAA experience, uh, the potential can be fully realized now because they create great games. Um Wasteland 3 is being, it's getting some praise, a lot of praise. It's critically acclaimed for sure. Um, So I'm curious to see, it was a great pickup by Xbox. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing their next game that's going to be releasing on the Series X, you know, maybe in three or four years. But um, yeah, you can say that they uh, they did close this generation strong with, with the pickup of of an exile and, and tell me why going to game pass day one, that's important to game pass. So I know people really wanted to play. Uh, don't tell me, uh, don't tell me why, tell me why. Um, and the same thing goes for wasteland three. Mm-hmm. Did, did you guys get a chance to play wasteland three? Yeah. I spent some time with it. Um, I really it's like rough. it's rough. I... that game will kick your ass. Yeah, like, okay, first of all, I really do like the customization right off the bat. Like, it is very Uh, in-depth, lots of really cool RPG mechanics to start off. And yeah, I've spent, again, I've only spent a little bit of time with it. Uh, I'll spend more time with it uh, going into uh, this next week. But yeah, man, it's like... I I created a problem with maxing out my intelligence on both characters. And (laughs) I was trying to go towards a more... Uh, you know, sniper rifle, assault weapon loadout. But how the problem I had was I had no AP, so I couldn't attack until two rounds, two round, well, a round later. And by then my guys were just getting killed. So I had to start the whole damn game over again. And 
it just seems like there's you have to find ammo in the game. So you have to actually scourge and, and salvage for ammo in the game, uh, which makes it extremely difficult because you could run out of freaking ammo when you're playing the game. So it's very, very strategic and like the wasteland. Yeah, you're winning these maps by the skin <laughs> of your teeth. You're winning mm-hmm. these encounters by the skin of your teeth. And that's what makes it kind of exhilarating in a way when you're playing Wasteland 3. And that's the appeal to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoy I really enjoy the series. I think, again, In Exile is just a great pickup by Xbox. So they have a bright future for sure. Absolutely, yeah. man. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, I think that, uh, like you said, in Exiles, really, uh, you look at you look at when they were announced. People were like, "Who are they?" Or they, they, you know, this is a small studio. Who cares? Well, but, they've, been, um, they've been in business for a while, Tim. You know, right? That. Yeah, I know, I know. But it just was a. It just didn't come with much fanfare. But you looking at them and looking that they also want to create an RPG AAA. Uh, I think that you're in pretty good hands with them, and uh, I'm happy that they're going to go that route. Uh, the Wastelands 3, I haven't tried. I could tell it's going to not be my type of game. I've been playing Battletoads. We talked, I talked to Invader about it. Um, but overall, uh, yeah, what, a, what a, 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 a signing by Xbox to get them, because they are definitely quality developer. 86 Metacritic. Um a lot of people will buy it was like number two on uh, Steam, um, you know, Xbox Game Pass. I mean, listen, Game Pass is a wonderful thing. You can try the game out, and you might you might actually find something that you love that you never knew. I'm going to try it out, but like I said, it, it might not be my type of game. But overall, very excited about the studio, looking forward to what they're going to create a, a, as a, as a RPG AAA. Absolutely. And I have to go to the chat. ATL just dropped $2 for a super chat. The, he says that the dude shooter console is dead. Long live variety. And I think hey, on the panel. Yeah. On the panel, I think you get a resounding yes. You know, we definitely oh, yeah. agree with you on that. You yeah. know, it's amazing. Uh, that was a big critical, critical uh, thing about Xbox. It was a dude shooter box, remember? Yeah. Not anymore. Gun <laughs> yeah. Tim remembers those days. No, it's true. You know, the whole uh, Forza, Halo, uh, Gears, Fable thing. Um, I remember that being thrown in Xbox's face for, well, a good number of years. I mean, I always liked, um, a lot of the, uh, the back catalog that they had, some of the old IPs, but, uh, again, we're going to start seeing, uh, the new studios and the fruits of signing them, obviously, uh, playground games with fable, but all the new IPs coming for like avowed from obsidian. I would imagine that the outer worlds two is on the way and God knows what else. Well, ground is yeah, going to be huge say, too. The ground is it's already huge. It's the the they just released their uh, their um, preliminary timeline. Yeah, their timeline <clears throat> or whatever. It's really looking cool. Um, also about Obsidian, I just found out this week that Josh Sawyer, who's one of their directors or is a big guy up in the developer uh, as far as Obsidian, he's also creating his own game. And it's not avowed. So we also have to look forward to that game. I mean, as far as RPGs, at this point, Xbox is um, 
going to be far in the lead as far as uh, variety uh, when it comes to that for consoles. So uh, that's nice to see because, like you said, we, we remember the, the shooter dude bro uh, Doritos and, and Mountain Dew uh, jokes and all that stuff. All that stuff is, is really, you know, it's, it's by the wayside. And it's funny, you know, it just goes to show you how much things can change. And um, I just think that uh, sometimes people, uh, I think uh, it becomes more and more prevalent. But Xbox really has a lot of studios under, under their helm that are making a lot of games. And, uh, you know, they even got games like Flight Simulator from Asobo. That's not really one that they own, but still part of their... Uh, first party that's you know that that game if they can announce that game with launch window uh, like sony's doing and show uh graphics of it running on xbox series x that that'd be a nice thing i think that that's the way to go for them when if they want to uh you know kind of keep people uh you know uh, the ones who are going crazy about that a uh, little at bay Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do think it's it's going to be within the, the the launch window, probably towards the later end. The launch window is now six months from launch. That's what they're saying. Yeah. So use that same logic and just show uh, Flight Sim. But overall, uh, I think there's a lot to be excited about with Xbox. And, you know, I, we talked about a pre-show. I'm just not co-signing with some of the negativity that's going on right now. Um there's just so much to look forward to and you know they might be a little light for a year or two but man this they're gonna have a a huge run when these games start to come yeah Yeah. no absolutely and i gotta say so far in my playthrough of wasteland 3 i'm having a good time it's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea like tim said but to me I really like those kinds of uh, tactical RPGs. Um, you know, it's very strategic. A lot like XCOM, actually, uh, which I have to finish off. I have such a backlog yeah. right now. X- XCOM's on that list, but uh, Wasteland 3 is definitely on my list. It's uh, I don't, It's got a lot of customization, and it's fun. It's um, I really want to dive right into that. Um, well, it's definitely a hardcore experience, no doubt. It's for the hardcore. You can't you know, for someone who doesn't play video games, they can just jump in and play Wasteland. No. Now, it does have a easy mode, which is a lot easier to get into. So for those who are jumping into the game, you can you can jump into that game on easy mode, which is very forgiving. Um, and then, you know, when you're ready to, to take the uh, take the plunge, dive into the no- the normal mode which is really hard which is really difficult i could see tim just getting really frustrated in five minutes and just turning i know the way i am if it doesn't flow with me i, I start to get frustrated i i don't think that i'll be quite honest i don't think that it'll last but i am willing to give it a try uh, maybe I won't make myself uh an einstein like you did i'll just try to do the intelligence a little and and the other uh, qualities. But, um, yeah, I heard from Iron uh, Addict, uh, you know, um, from Iron Lords. Uh, yeah, he says the game's amazing. Jez loved the game. Uh, you know, if that's your type of game, I think it's called the CRPG, uh, you know, you're going to be in heaven with this. So, 
Uh, again, mm-hmm. it's, it's yep. striking that variety, uh, you know, uh, that's hitting the Xbox. And it's also on Game Pass. People forget about that. That's pretty crazy that something so, like this is on Street to try. There's no excuses. The game is funny as shit, too. I mean, there was one scenario in the game where you're talking to the leader of whatever you want to call it, call them rebels or whatnot. And he's talking away, yapping away, telling you how he's going to do this, the yada, 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 yada. And he gets his head blown off by some guy just hanging around and it just splatters all over the screen. It's just hilarious. Some of the, some of the uh, story elements in the game are freaking hilarious. The game's very well written and it's very customized. Someone, someone like Centurion will just have a field day with that game. See, I, I was trying to say I am interested in this uh in the wasteland uh franchise. Yeah. Um the second game is still in my backlog, but I only picked it up a few months ago. For, and uh now that I have the second game and the third game's out, which game would you suggest playing first? Because I know the second game looks totally different compared to the first. Yeah, no, dude. I mean the third it's more yeah, the third game is more accessible for sure. Um, so just do three right off the bat. You can always – it's different. It's a different story. But, yeah, it it did leave off after the events of part two. But you don't really need to get into it. So Okay. Um, that's where – because I've told – I've been told by a few people in the community the second one is kind of going to be an acquired taste where the third one yes. is, like you said, more accessible. But I did yeah. pick up XCOM. That's also in my backlog too. So I'm right there with you on that one also, Invader. Yeah, I think I told you I suggested that you to pick it up. So uh, oh, we're yeah, both and then, guilty. <laughs> and, then my, and my wife overheard you telling me that, and she went and found it on Amazon, like the like the complete ultimate edition for like yes. fifteen dollars. And I was like, "Yes, get it." <laughs> yeah, that's the one I got too. It's well worth it for all the goodies there. So, but no, West Wasteland has definitely interested me since I've seen it. I love the sci-fi. Uh, slash Fallout look to it. I know it's not Fallout, but I just love the idea of a wasteland. I'm not, no pun intended. It's um, like a, it's like a off. It's kind of like Fallout, but a strategy game. So it's completely off the walls. I mean, you can get this animal perk where you hire animals to fight by your side, and they're just robotic, and they totally have a mind of its own. So. It's just it, it creates some unique scenarios in the game for sure. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of Fallout in a lot of ways. Yeah, but uh, no. Either way, you know, it's there was cr- a strategy to Fallout. If you really think about it, if you used the uh, oh, the yeah. VAT, if you used the VAT system, you would pick and choose which enemies uh, you would shoot at first based on just location and what you could do with your character. Well, on Fallout 4, I know we're getting off topic, but Fallout 4, I created a character where it was heavy in action points, which is the VAD system. And I say I conserved all my ammo. So I just focused on melee combat and I didn't waste any of my ammo. So later on in the game, when I finally was able to use some of my ammunition, I just stored it up, you know, and just went, hey, balls, hey, balls. Yeah. All right. We got another super chat here from Victor Alistine. Hey, Victor. Thank you very much for hitting us up with the $5 super chat. Uh, congrats Thanks, Victor. For, yeah. Congrats for hitting 1000 subs. Great panel and good discussion. Yeah, I'd say it's a pretty good discussion too. Uh, well, hey, there's lots to talk about in the industry, man. And, uh, you know, with the, some of the supposed drama going on at 343 and just like 
again, we're waiting. We're still waiting for a whole bunch of announcements, and yet there's still like all this stuff being trickled in between. So it's a good thing we have all kinds of good games to talk about, right? Alrighty, guys. Well, on that note, we'll move on to another topic. And you know what, guys? We just had the Gamescom 2020 streams, and obviously it's been different this year with their streaming showcases. I've seen a lot of mixed reactions from certain game announcements, or maybe the lack thereof is the right term. But still, we got a whole bunch of trailers. I thought some were pretty decent. Uh, Jeremy, I'll go over to you first on this. Uh, what did you think of the uh, Gamescom streams overall? Or maybe not. Dude, that was mind-blowing. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. Really appreciate it. I was on <laughs> Sorry, I was on mute. Um you know, Gamescom is for smaller developers, obviously. It's it's the like Capex, um, or what is it called? Jeez, can't even think of the name. Gunscom. Um it's for, Gunscom. But no, Guns Gunscom. Uh Gamescom is for smaller developers. Um, what convention and- are you going to? <laughs> <laughs> Tell wow, I'm going to Guns. You gotta Com. tell you. You gotta tell them why it's called Guns. Com. This goes back to 2015. Jeez, you want me to tell that story? Okay, so just tell it quickly. X, okay, Xbox uh, went to Gamescom and just showed everything. That's why we called it a shooter box only because they just showed nothing but pure guns and explosion those types of games. That was I called Tim right after the show. I was so pissed. I'm like, I'm fucking selling everything. I am not taking this shit no more. I'm just it. I'm done. <laughs> so, so you took your I, Xbox shirt off and threw it in the trash right there? I did. One, one of the first times. This is the first time. Then <laughs> then just 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 this is like the first time he did it. He played PlayStation. And he's like, Tim, what the fuck's going on with this? I can't even the PlayStation Network sucks. Oh, oh like, yeah. He's that like, was, I can't even download a Dinosaur. <laughs> dinosaur. We're talking about the network was just totally unplayable. It was just a shit show. I'm like, yeah, I'm going back to Xbox. So that's the story. Yeah. So but, he's, we, he just used to, we used to call, he was complaining that Xbox was just one genre uh, and saying Gunscom because all Xbox was was Gunscom. He wants games like, he likes games like, to believe it or not, like uh, Everwild and, you know, even yeah. some Connect games he was a fan of, but uh, you know, he likes variety. Um, but as far as some of these games that were catching my eye, I think Dragon Age Four is still in development, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. That DLC for Doom, um, yeah. I, I love the Doom series, and uh, Centurion Jurassic Park Evolution comes to Switch. Look at that, buddy. Have you so, ever, ever played Jurassic Park Evolution? I did. I played on Xbox, but I think don't you have you have a Switch, right? No, I don't. I ha- yeah, I have a Switch. I thought you had a Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, I've got. Yeah, I'm sitting on a few consoles, but yeah, you definitely, got I got a Switch. Um, I, I don't play. I don't play exclusives or console wars. I play games, and I am not hindered by um, having to choose. Yeah. Right. Not trying to be a. You know, one of those guys. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying it. Like, I'm not trying to be. That's why I don't perpetuate console wars because I don't need to get involved. Yeah, 
But what else was good on the Medal of Honor? I'm a huge Medal of Honor fan, so I'm glad that uh, that game's coming back. Oh, the VR so, game. Yeah, we can always we can always uh, look for some more Medal of Honor. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think if Sony can launch that Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart in that launch window, I, it's going to be a huge hit for Sony, no doubt. So, see that um, me and my wife are also interested yeah. in that game. Um, yeah, I want to check it out. It looks, I dude, Ratchet and Clank was one of the first games I played on the PS2. So, I definitely want to see what they have been like. I think it's great that Sony wants to actually launch their console using uh, a game like Ranch Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, and it showcases that their technology for sure. I mean, absolutely, hundred percent. So I think if they could do it in that launch window when Xbox really doesn't have anything, I think it's just important for uh, for Sony to do that, and it's a benefit, obviously. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, there were Ratchet and Clank does look pretty good. Like, um, like Centurion was saying, I really enjoyed Ratchet and Clank all the way, going all the way back to the PS2. I, I just think it's a really good platforming game, and I think Insomniac really has something there. And Sony, if they can definitely get it to that launch window, that would be a really good move on their part. Um, they also, since we're talking about PlayStation games here, there was another game that really caught my eye actually from their catalog, uh, Quantum Error. It's a uh, horror game like a sci-fi horror game that looked like a pretty cool game it gave me almost like recent prey vibes ah, i thought it was pretty cool what they showed off actually yeah. there's a lot of horror games there was that song of horror yeah um, horror games are making that come that comeback for sure for sure yeah but what about on the Xbox side, guys? Because they did have some stuff there. Admittedly, not as much as I would have liked. Um, I guess on the PC side, they officially announced the Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition. But obviously, that won't see the day on Xbox. Um, Call of the Sea got more gameplay, which it does look like a pretty cool uh, narrative-driven game. As well as Second Extinction, that dinosaur game. Yeah, well, they just showed primarily indie games. You know, it was like, what was it, like a 12-minute trailer or something? Maybe not even that. Um, and they just went through uh, all these games that are coming out. Indie games are coming out for Xbox. So, but yeah, they, they, it was definitely a missed opportunity for sure. I think they could have done a little bit something special, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. Uh, they did show off that ID at Xbox game. It appears to be an exclusive game to Xbox as well, uh, 12 Minutes. It has yeah. w Willem Dafoe as a voice. Yeah, actually, it has a really big voice cast. You know who's also voicing that, right? Daisy Ridley. Okay, thank you. All right. That one's actually flying kind of under the radar. Actually, because I read an article today on her on how she's... Uh, uh, been having a hard time finding a job since doing Star Wars and um, 12 minutes was actually one of the first gigs she's got since doing Star Wars. And I think it's really awesome that the gaming industry is actually starting to kind of swoop up some of this talent that the, the entertainment industry in general is just kind of, you know, leaving by the wayside right now during this whole pandemic. I think, I think Daisy had a lot of jobs. Uh, and then Star, no, she, I mean, no, the article she flat out said in the article what? since Star Wars, she has not done anything. 
No way. She, I mean, she, she was an actress. She had a plot. Uh, she had um, applied or whatever you want to call it. Auditioned for a few roles uh, during the wrap up of her final year as uh, Ray. And even then no one bit on anything. And she even said, yeah, for a while there, she wasn't doing much of anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, they wanted her to do some voiceover work for 12 minutes. So well, I just think Daisy, it's awesome. Daisy has the talent definitely to land back on her feet. Oh, de I'm, oh I'm definitely. Not, I'm not worried about her. Dude, like, no, I, it's just honestly, sadly, um, I hate saying it, but it's like that whole, you know, kiss of death for a career on Star Wars, you know, because like, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, look, where's Daniel Radcliffe? Sorry. No, that guy, he's not really. Come on, you got to use a better. Uh, that's why I'm just know. saying, just saying his name. I'm pretty sure people right now are like, who the hell's Daniel Radcliffe? And I'm like, oh, Harry yeah. Potter. You get more people going, oh, that guy. Yeah. Well, and isn't, so he, isn't he the Batman now? No, that's uh, actually the funny part is, um, oh, my God. What is his name? He was the guy from Twilight. Oh, right, right. My mistake. Yeah, Jeez. but the funny part is, before he did Twilight, he was actually in Harry Potter and Goblet of the Fire. So, <laughs> so technically, it. yes, the new Batman was a Harry Potter character. Um, you guys can go look that one up. Um, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways. Be looking um, up some dudes on the internet. <laughs> let's go back to Gamescom. I actually had it because I back on what Downer was talking about Dragon Age. Uh, I think it's funny how it was just shots of them talking about the game. I feel like they're trying to paint a new picture of what's going on at Bioware compared to what we've heard, especially during the Anthem development. What do you guys think? Did I mean, they like, say, did they say anything about uh, Anthem? Oh, the new dude, version the only is thing it that, still the only thing of no. Anthem that was shown was the javelin that was in the front lobby of whatever building they filmed that whole dragon age thing is you could see a javelin in like a glass case in the lobby <laughs> no anthem they're not going to say anything about anthem until whatever content they're working on is actually yeah. done so because i know it's been in development again for what at least a good year and a half so we'll see what i mean we'll see what they do but well props to bioware and ea for trying to save that game yeah. in some form but um i i will give them props if they do not charge people for this update slash new game, if they come yeah. out and say, Hey, by the way, uh, for all you people that bought it day and date, you need to buy it again. I I'm that right there would just be a complete slap in the face. I'll never buy another EA game. If that happens. Well, I question, I, I, when I see EA's publishing a game, I instantly question it right off the bat. Because <laughs> I like squadrons. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not. I, I don't know about you guys. I mean, squad. I don't know. Squadrons just doesn't really. I've been burned on the uh, Battlefront series, uh, so I don't so really. Squadrons doesn't interest you. I was about to be like, great. Now that EA is coming up, like Squadrons doesn't interest you. I want to check out Squadrons. Uh, just... Speaking of EA, just to something, just a little tidbit here. I was on Twitter and I saw uh, this thing about Madden, and it shows um, in Madden. I think it was 21. It shows like the stadium, and like when you zoom in, you see on the rafters it says uh, Madden 19, and then you look down oh. further, and then it says Madden 20. No. Um, yeah, yeah. This is 10. I think I retweeted it. 
Um, oh. But that's how bad they've gotten. And and I talked to you pre-show oh Vader. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. So they actually it actually has Madden nineteen in the in the back, and it says yeah. like a, a quote. And then Madden, it's, it's funny you bring that up too, because I got into an argument with my boss. He's a huge EA Madden guy. He bought he bought the hundred dollar version. He had to play it three days early. Oh my god! And I told him, I'm like, dude, you get screwed every single year. They might as well just update the game, charge you X amount of dollars, twenty bucks to get the new roster because they just serve you the same shit. Oh, they just, they do you with no loot basically. Come on, buddy. Just stop. This is really, yeah, this, this, like you said, should be $20. Listen, anybody, even the UFC four, I talked to Vader. He's like, what have you been playing? We were talking about battle toads. And I said, I said, don't get UFC four. And, and one of the reasons is, is that the graphics are better on UFC three than they are four. No joke. Like it is, it is a marked difference. Um, I guess they were trying to make it work better online. I heard that was the reason for it. But yeah, EA really um, at the end of the g- generations really uh, taking a dump here. And and uh, any buyer beware with any of these games that are uh, roster updates. Uh, mm-hmm. And some of them like two K twenty one. Uh, putting themselves a paywall to play on Series X and PlayStation 5. You have to buy that $100 version, the Mamba version, the the Ultimate version. Um, Or else then if you just get it, you'll just play Xbox One X version on the Series X. So, yeah, they're really, honestly, uh, you know, sometimes developers do some shitty stuff and the gaming community is great for calling them out. Uh, this has to be called out. Uh, Madden, EA, and you Tim, know, don't right lie, Tim. Did you buy? Did you buy Madden? Of course. I <laughs> now I have but, to at least say you blamed the developer. Now, do you think this is a choice that the developer said that we want to reuse completely old assets, or was this EA going? Uh, you're going to u- reuse old assets because you're going to hit a price point on. How much I it costs? Think, to make I think it's game. just, just to be honest. I think it's the developer. They just run out of ideas, and they, they've been reusing assets, like you said. You think like you're getting a new game? Oh, well, I reuse assets in my thumbnails and stuff like that on YouTube. But I'd be sure. Yeah. To, I, I'd be sure to update the assets, especially if they say the word 2019 I mean, or something. Like yeah, that. Did, did, go look. Go look on my Twitter and look at look at what I just said. I just said laugh out loud. I mean, it's ridiculous. You have two different versions on the stadiums that that been updated, and and, and they're not even reflecting the the accurate version. So you know, it's, it's yeah. It's, I know. I'm like trying to get to my thing so I can see this video. This photo. Well, that's so I EA, hear, though. I, I want to hear your reaction. Just let's see, Satori. Just go to my Twitter and just tell me what you think of that. Uh, that's the equivalent of like uh, Xbox using the same. Yeah, that's bad. Dude. That's, that's really, really bad. bad. That means they did no fucking work. Excuse my language, but they really, you well, know. EA puts and, and the least you know what I noticed? You know what I noticed is I play, I, I play franchise. I, I have like a twenty seven hundred, leg a twenty seven thousand point legacy score. <sighs> I noticed that they had this huge update, and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I hope this isn't the update that's really Madden twenty one. Because like I noticed different things, different animations, different kind of uh, you know 
uh, you know, callings on the screen, like you could see Captain where it wasn't there. Just, just updates. And I shit you not, I really think that that is all it is. It's an update wow. that you get, and then they just update the roster. And the sick thing about the roster is, is that they're out of freaking whack. You can get better rosters from your your community. Um, than you can on the actual updated roster. So it's like, it's like you, really. Uh, you need to be uh, called out on that. That's that, that's the equivalent of somebody getting buying a burger they didn't want and they had to return it, and then they sell that burger to somebody else. They're getting ripped off. Yeah, it's honestly, it's it's really bad. And oh. um, I I have to just say because damn dude, that's crazy and. Um, I just think it's funny how yet another company is going to get a pass and like Tim dog, you said it yourself, you, you bought this game and there's people over here that make jokes all day long about game pass fodder and all sorts of stuff like that. And honestly, a game like Madden would do well in a game pass situation because I think people would be more open to that. It'd be fairer. It'd be much fairer yeah. to be honest. Cause and, this is like, this is crazy. I'm thinking yeah. about games that have done that throughout history, like you know, Pac-Man, for example. You put a bow on the head, they call it Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, but you're talking about yeah, I agree, but you're talking about you know, and I, they did charge full price, but the the consumer awareness right now is is so much higher than it was then, and video games are taken much more seriously. But to have that in this day and age in 2020. It's it's just it's just I, honestly I I think that that's like a clash action suit like Gee, you you gotta show yeah. what the hell you did do I heard the franchise is the same all it is is put it this way on Friday night I'm playing all night Madden twenty when I when I have Madden twenty one downloaded that's all you need to know because I I'm suspicious and you know what I was suspicious even though I bought it because I always buy it. Um, and it's that stupid of me to do, and and it's and it's ignorant, and you know you can call me out on it because it's just something that, uh, you know I support, which I shouldn't be. Um, but I'm I knew it, I knew that was going to be the case, and but this has like never been like this has been to the point where I never seen it. Like this is at a different level. They didn't even like, try to hide it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Definitely not. Like, 2019 took some focusing. Like, he had to actually, like, focus the image. But when you get to, like, 2020, I mean, (laughs) I'm sorry, a a person. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was no hide in that 2020. Oh, no, that's just, that's rough. And that's, again, why I don't trust EA with any of their games anymore. Maybe Respawn, but besides that, I'm very careful whenever I get an EA product. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I, I definitely second, I, I try and um, stay away from EA as much as possible, unfortunately. It's um, funny, people are talking about the NFL license, maybe like going to someone else or maybe like not exclusive to EA. So people were thinking of like, oh yeah, I could go to 2K, but we're like, they're just as bad. <laughs> Yeah, 2K are just as bad. They're uh, basketball games. Why didn't they at EA? They should have at EA. I don't know. Yeah. Whoever did that was chicken shit. They didn't want to at EA. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this guy. He wants to get into it with EA. (laughs) Um, 
but guys, just to close off the the Gamescom, I thought there was some okay trailers. Like I'm looking forward to um, the Mafia Definitive Edition. Personally, comes out in September, and again, a few of the Xbox titles. Uh, I thought there were some good trailers overall, but it just this. I don't know if you want to call it a conference or streams. It just didn't really uh, do it for me. I mean, it looks like Xbox had won the best hardware for whatever reason. Uh, that was kind of neat, but uh, nobody could really well, vote on Sony these things. Well, Sony didn't show up, so that's why. Yeah. yeah. Where were those going to win? <laughs> I, listen, I, I think putting this this way, I think that if 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 Sony had its price out and, and going by, I think the original plan was Xbox to have their event in this month and at Gamescom during the Gamescom. But um, as I said earlier, I think that they're looking to either undercut or match the uh, physical disc uh, version of PS5. Uh, definitely a pricing thing there. Even though Phil says they're not our competition, he does know that this is a business. And, uh, you know, um, you know he, I think the, the, the uh, ideology right now has changed. I think Xbox is looking to gain players uh, versus Sony willing to look to sell consoles. So I think that that's where it really comes down to when you get these kind of statements. But besides all that, Xbox, I think, was planning to do something. And that plan, I think you're going to see unveiled pretty sure soon. And uh, I do think that they're going to come after Sony. Um, cause I think that they went this long. They figured we have to just, you know, take the beating, but you will see gameplay. You will see, uh, you know, they, they have two months to show and make their case. And like I said, people overreacting, I think, but you're going to have pricing. You're going to have a lot of things that are going to, you know, come up that are going to influence your buying decision. Um, and the gameplay is definitely existing. It's real. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just think that uh, your Gamescom, the reason why Xbox wasn't a big presence was, well, I know, because they, they were scheduled to do that. So they're pushing to do something in September. Mm-hmm. It's, they still have to announce Xbox Series X. S. So <laughs> it, it's, it's all coming. It's just a matter of waiting. All right, uh, got to interrupt here. Uh, Megatron, Megatron's tuning in in the chat. He just gave us a $5 super chat. Uh, Megatron's just away at the moment. He took a little trip. He should be back next weekend. But Megatron, thank you very much for that. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Um, yeah. $5, Megatron. You spent all that money in DC, huh? <laughs> uh, you, hey, you're going to hear something from Megatron, uh, Jeremy, about that. But... Again, guys, like Tim said, there will be some stuff happening soon on the Xbox front. Well, probably both Xbox and Sony front. Uh, September should be a good month to hear some announcements because, damn, we need some prices. But, okay, fellas, we will move on to some more interesting stuff that was making the rounds this past week. And we're hearing more and more talk about Perfect Dark. And journalist Jeff Grubb recently dropped some tidbits stating that the initiatives game is set in the perfect dark universe but may not involve joanna dark or even anything that involved the previous games as we know of uh going on to compare the situation from titanfall to apex legends so very interesting there tim i'll go straight to you first on this one bud how confident should we be with jeff grubb's information because well it's been hinted at for a while that well, you know, we've been getting something perfect dark related for a while from the initiative. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've just been waiting and waiting to hear about this game. 
Yeah, I think it's uh, 100% true. It's um, concurrent with what I've heard from some of my other sources, some sources. Like like I talked to Rand, Rand for the longest time, and Rand doesn't like to, to admit it, but he definitely has inside information. He's very, uh, you know, he's, he's quiet about it, but, you know, he, you know, I've talked to Rand, and this has been a rumor for the longest time, but the last time I talked to, um, you know, some people, they both said the same thing. They said, it is it's it could be perfect dark because for the longest time it was yes it's perfect dark but now it's changed to kind of what like jeffrey said it has something to do with jeff uh, perfect dark but it's not necessarily a reboot uh or what you would think that um you would get so um i think that jeffrey grubb honestly is one of the best journalists um going as far as information um, you know, he's, he's not been right every time, but who's been right every time, but he's one guy that if you listen to, um, he's been correct about a lot of things. He predicted Sony's show. He predicted the dates. He's predicted, uh, you know, many other things. So, um, a hundred percent, I think that they're working on it. Uh, I just, like I said, I don't think it's perfect dark reboot. I think it's perfect dark, um, universe or whatever. Um, and I do think it's probably, um, you know, going to be a pretty sick game. So, uh, you know, they, the, the talent that they have at Initiative, and they just hired 16 other developers, and, you know, they all range from all these awesome studios. And this is an addition to the people that they already have. Uh, you know, listen, uh, there's enough talent there, and I think that they'll backfill it with, you know, um, you know, more developers, but, uh, yeah, I think that perfect dark universe, um, triple third person shooter, just like he said, or third person action adventure, um, is coming. And, uh, you know, I mean, Xbox is showing a lot of their cards, but they still, they still got a bunch of stuff, you know, they got fables, uh, fable, but they also probably have another Forza horizon. They have uh, initiative game, which is this, another AAA, or as they deem it, quadruple A, four A's. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Outer Worlds 2, Josh Sawyer game. There's still a lot of things that, that are, are, are still not announced. And uh, this is the big one, though. And um, <clears throat> I think we'll see it next year. And I think it'll probably be the closer for – uh, just, just, just a guess, a wild guess here, but uh, closer for whatever E3. I think the, if they have an E3, I know Phil said that uh, I think he wants another E3, but obviously we don't know with COVID where we're going to be standing. But if there is an E3, like in the traditional sense that we've had, uh, that this will be the closer. Um, you know, I've heard very good things, and uh, you know, it's you know, you put this game up and you look at the games Xbox is going to have, it's very impressive you know halo fable forza avowed uh state of decay this game perfect dark uh you know just like i said this is is, there's no reason to be you know uh down and out anymore Mm -hmm. now obviously we were talking about a September showcase. So you don't think that we'll hear anything, not even like a CGI trailer for uh, whatever the initiative is working on? Listen, I mean, whatever Xbox does seems to doesn't work for them. What Sony could do that, and then everyone will be like, oh my God! 
happened just like 2016. <laughs> That's what happened in 2016. And yeah, there were Xbox guys, crap gamer, and, and everyone was like, where's the gameplay? And, uh, you know, it didn't stick. But with Xbox, they show something like that. And then everyone's like, well, where's the gameplay? And it seems to stick. So it's like you can't <laughs> they caught between a rock and a hard place. Um, it's possible. Originally, that they said that you would be hearing more about the initiative in the beginning of the year, if you remember. Um, mm-hmm. They talked about that. Booty had said that. So um, if they do have a September event, I think, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to announce it there, that's cool too. Um, but I just don't know. I think that maybe Xbox is, might hold off on the CGI and uh, on announcing some of their, you know, they, they announced a bunch of games already. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that it's possible or even just to even talk about it or to acknowledge it would be more than enough that they could do. They could say, you know, uh, you know, initiative is working on a, you know, just basically confirm what Jeff Grubb just reported. And honestly, I think it'll be enough because I think people like really, Nintendo with the Metroid yeah. Prime 4 JPEG from like three years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I, there's many ways that they can go. Um, but initiative is their, uh, their, their crown or they, they are grooming to be, you know, this amazing studio that pushes out, you know, uh, state-of-the-art graphics. And uh, I think that you will get it, just like you'll get the state-of-the-art graphics with Fable. It's just going to take time. Yeah. But, um, but I agree with Jeffrey Grubb. I, I concur. And uh, from what I've heard, it matches all up. Yeah, and what you said makes sense, too, because, like you said, there's 16 new hires, uh, studio talent from BioWare, all kinds of Naughty Dog hires and Respawn Entertainment. It just seems like this... one guy's from Insomniac. Uh, I forget his name. Yeah, but these are all just recent hires, too, like, uh, within the past, like, couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, GTA. I mean, if you look at their, their... They got some real serious talent. Yeah, so this is all and very Gallagher. impressive. Who you know actually made a Tomb Raider uh, a good series or a good game with <laughs> their reboot? Oh yeah, no, they're they're just not making your standard game here. They're gonna be doing something that it's well, judging by what Phil was hinting, something familiar. Yet they're gonna be <laughs> they're gonna be investing heavily in the studio. Yeah, familiar yet new was what he said. Yeah, showing some old things but new things. So- it doesn't make listen, it all ends up. I think we got another case of Fable, uh, the biggest secret that's going to be uh, the best. What is it? The best known secret? Or I forgot the steam or whatever. It's just something that's known. Yeah. That's gonna happen Worst kept secret. Worst kept secret, yes. Yeah. Uh, before we get into any more, guys, got to clean up some of the super chats. We got Fastback here from NLG Podcast. He uh, super chatted $20. He oh. said. What do we got here? He says, uh, TXR, Gamers United Guild fam, looking forward to Series X. Yes, we have not seen uh, everything, but expect the Series X event revealing price, pre-orders. Gaming is going to be great this fall, no matter if exclusive or not, especially with Game Pass. You're absolutely right, my friend. Um, Regardless. (laughs) Yeah, no. 
I wish, listen, I wish a lot of Xbox fans would have that attitude. You know, I talked to some people this weekend, and, you know, uh, not to interject, it's just a great uh, super chat there. But, mm. you know, um, I kind of feel like Xbox fans just a very, very, uh, you know, Sony could show something and they become very insecure or they become very, like, you know, they, they get very angry and. That's just not the way to go. Just let 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 the two months play out before you start, you know, drawing lines in the stands. But great, great post, and thank you for the super chat fastback. Absolutely, and just to clean them all off, uh, what we have here, I gotta search up for it a bit. Jeremy had uh, donated <laughs> a whole five dollars. Uh, please give this back to Megatron. Uh, he was telling me, what a guy. What a guy! And then, of course, Megatron uh, clapped back here. <laughs> oh, I, I have to, I have to show this for the ten dollars, Megatron. <laughs> the black little finger. <laughs> <laughs> good show, my friend. You're a good sport. I like that. Uh, entertainment, baby. It's all entertainment. I love the banter on this show. Great stuff, guys. But yeah, you know what? It's exciting uh, for what's to come from the initiative. Again. Not entirely sure. It does sound like it's something. Again, I'm just very curious because I do like the old school Perfect Dark. So I'm curious of where they're going to take things. Sounds like it's going to be, judging by different LinkedIn's, it's going to be using a lot of different spy mechanics, stealth mechanics, which, you know, there hasn't been a really, you know, people have been waiting for Ubisoft to get a new Splinter sellout and... It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. So if Microsoft can satisfy that like Splinter Cell kind of itch, that would be fantastic. And that would be another uh, nice um, tool to have at their disposal as far as IP. What if uh, Xbox can work some other magic and buy the rights to Sam Fisher? That'd be cool. <laughs> well, nothing's out of the ordinary. That's a, you know what? That's not a bad freaking idea. But you know what I hate? I hate to say it. I don't think that they would sell it. I think that they realize well, that they use in the perfect dark universe. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, like leasing yeah. out. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do Except think that the wrong Xbox... timeline. Yeah. I think it would be good for Xbox to have a nice studio announced. I haven't had that in a while. And, um, you know, that would be nice, but you know, uh, as far as, uh, you know, as everything that's going, I'm really excited about that. I think that the initiative is going to definitely, uh, I think it's going to fulfill the the need for that realistic graphic, triple um, A, quadruple A, whatever you want to call it, game. So, just more uh, games coming. Who did they get from uh, Santa Monica Studios again? I think they got the head of. Um... <laughs> yeah, they got some. I got to look it up. I think it was. Um, they got a bunch of guys. They got like two or three guys, like a big yeah. guy from God of War. They got a couple of God of War guys. I was playing God of War earlier today. I mean, just it's a to me, it's a technical marvel. I mean, as far as you know, graphics, as far as the uh, the combat in that, uh, in Exile got the guy, the lead for God of War um, on that. So yeah. you know these. It's not like the studios have been, you know, uh, been stagnant. They've been, you know, I, I think I explained it either on RDX or, or, or this show. Um, you know, I think even like the ability for like compulsion 
I think Compulsion was like they were upset being that they were considered the smaller group. And sure enough, I think they pushed for it and they said they want to make bigger games. They don't want to be these, you know, everyone assumed that all these studios, these studios have to say, and believe me, they do hear what they, they, they don't want to be a, a trip double a fodder they want to be with the big guys and that's like when i when i said that well i once said you know xbox doesn't want to talk about they hired over a thousand developers um you know and 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 put a spotlight on that and the reason being from what i've told was because you don't want to say hey i threw 500 developers at project or, or this this studio and only 15 at this studio these studios are all pushing to make big games from well, exile to compulsion. A good point. But when you can have the creative freedom, which Phil is allowing them to do, mm -hmm. I mean, the sky is the limit, you know, you can create. Exactly. You and, 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 and you listen, we, we interviewed compulsion and compulsion to me is going to be those are dudes that were putting things that were, you know, very risky and risque, like, you know, you take a happy pill, you know, that, that narrative. And we asked them, like, how do you, like, pass that with, you know, somebody who's publishing? And, you know, I, I forgot the name of the gentleman. He's still, he's still heading the studio. But he was like, we're going to, you know, we're going to go with what we find is interesting. Oh, Sam, and, Sam Abbott. Yeah. And uh, the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, I, I, you know, Compulsion pushed to be bigger, and guess what? They get they're getting a new studio that holds 120 developers. So, and they're a studio that's coming from 45. So it's it's a good thing that these like these studios, even though they're not buying a lot of studios, they're definitely investing a ton of in, into yeah. them. That's why you're seeing, you know, all these different games, like these developers making two or three, you know, Obsidian, they're making two or three games. It's crazy. And strategically, too, Compulsion's in a pretty good place. Like, Montreal is where they're based, and there's all kinds of developers there right now, whether it be uh, WB Montreal or Typhoon. There's all kinds of indie studios there. It's a really happening place right now for uh, indie developers. So yeah, they got a I, nice like pool. I said, keep an eye out for them, because like I said, uh, I do believe, I, I think that they fought against that, like, they were like, hey, we see all this growth. Why not us? And you know what? I think they got what they wanted because, like I said, they, they got a big studio and they're looking to expand. They're looking to hire. And and like I said, they're willing to, to take that. You know, I mean, if you look at the happy, um, we happy few, even though the game didn't turn out great, but the storyline of what they were trying to push and some of the things like the alternate uh, timeline and, and everything that was involved in was very interesting. So they're going to be uh, – they're a dark horse. I definitely yeah, I think they heard of the – some of them are from uh, the from Bioshock franchise, some of the devs. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So I'm very curious to see what they have working on because We Happy Few, it's – it was riddled like – I remember playing that in preview, and it was not what I expected. But I thought it was okay when it released. I enjoyed it. Um it just it had a really interesting concept, and I'm just so curious to see what they have cooking up next because they've been so silent as to what their next game is. So I'm kind of curious if we'll hear something silent about them next month. Deadly. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I, bar right. and I, I have and I like that that like there's there's that competitive thing 
because people are just expecting that these studios to be like, hey, you're just going to be, uh, you know, AA filler. You know, you're not going to have that much pressure. But with Phil, and, and one of the things that Phil always said was creative freedom. So when you have creative freedom, then you're going to say, you know what? I want to make the bigger game. I want to push the boundaries. I don't want to be a, a double A filler for Game Pass. Who the hell wants that? Put yourself in the developer's position, and you're going to push for more. And that's exactly what I think is happening. And yeah. I, like I said, watch out for compulsion. I think that they're going to be like, they'll throw some twisted shit at us that will be like, wow. Uh, just because I remember even at that E3, I was sitting next to Jeremy, and we were both looking at each other like, what the hell is this game? It looks totally cool, and it didn't pan out. But they definitely can. They they definitely have the ability to strike. Uh, you know, a certain. Yeah, it definitely uh, had the style. Yeah. Mm, definitely. Sure. Well, again, guys, it'll be curious to see um, what the studios will have to show us. And again, going back to the whole perfect dark thing, I'm just so curious to see what it, the initiative have uh, cooking up behind the scenes. Hopefully, we learn more about that. In the near future. Uh, however, we will move on to our last topic tonight, and it appears as if a new patent has appeared suggesting that Xbox could be working on some kind of VR support for the Xbox Series X and possibly even the xCloud. And now Xbox has been kind of silent on the VR front in the recent years. However, Xbox head Phil Spencer has praised a few VR games recently in recent months. Uh, Shock Buddy, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, should we take this patent seriously? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they do have uh, a lot of like VR devs now, like Ninja Theory, I think was it in Exile? I, I can't remember yeah, they, they do have some kind of was. VR. Yeah. So they definitely have devs that are kind of in that space. And who knows what this new Project Mara thing is, but there could be some cool psychological, like, you know, thing they do with like mental health with like uh, VR with Hellblade. Um, so mm -hmm. they could definitely, I could see them doing something uh, with that and they've had the experience. Um, but I don't think they need to, it sounds like they're developing their own, but I always thought they should just like, you already got two perfectly good headsets on the market. You're already PC centric. Those already are on PC. So it doesn't really make sense to me to, to you know, spend the R and D on it, but it's cool that, to see that they're going in that Avenue. At least. I think that Facebook partnership is a key one. Mm -hmm. I think they do something with Oculus in that regard and get some of these smaller titles, not so uh, taxing as far as the graphics goes and, and just, you know, roll it out that way. It'd be beneficial for both Xbox and um, Facebook. So who knows? I mean, maybe we'll see a partnership there. Absolutely. Because I was wondering that myself with this whole Facebook uh, streaming partnership. And I just wonder if there's more to that, because obviously they, like Jeremy said, they have the Oculus Lift, Rift. They just acquired, um, oh, I forget the studio's name off the top of my head. A few months back, we had talked about it, but they've been acquiring studios as well. And it would just be an interesting way for them to get more content on their platform by securing possibly a Facebook's Oculus Rift. And just 
to get into VR too, because I've been seeing a lot of different content coming out of, let's say, uh, Sony's um, PlayStation VR. They've been getting some interesting games on there. Uh, Jeremy, you were talking about the Medal of Honor VR, and I just think it would be cool to have this kind of selection of games coming to the Xbox platform, the ecosystem as a whole. So it's it's tailored to a small market, but VR keeps getting people buying, you know, VR games. There's a, there's a slow amount of consumers that really want VR slowly, but surely, whether it's 5% of the market, 6%, every year it goes up a little bit. It doesn't go down. It goes up. And um, I think you're just going to see eventually VR. It's not going to be mainstream, but it's going to take up a considerable chunk of the market to where, uh, it's going to be, no, it's not going to be a force to be reckoned with, but people are going to invest more dollars into it. And I think Xbox is going to have no choice eventually to be a part of VR because, you know, whether it's Sony, um, you know, uh, what's the other company? Sony, uh, you got Valve doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of players in VR, so there is a market for it. It's just a matter of, uh, whether or not Xbox wants to be a part of that or not. It could be a huge seller with the uh, flight simulator. If you play that on console with VR, that could be huge. Ooh, yeah. As well as with Forza. So. Oh, absolutely. They could do stuff with even their own games, just like tailor them to VR. I, th- I think there's a lot of potential there. Like you said, Jeremy, it's only, it's very uh, like niche, niche, but um, it only has yeah. a certain you know, market shop- appeal brings up a really good point where you don't even have to buy the flight stick. You can have, it could still be very precise with the motion controls uh, using VR technology on the flight sim for an amazing experience. I mean, no doubt about it. So we'll see. Mm-hmm, Did you see all those? Uh, I didn't know it had real time uh, weather, but then people were like flying into the hurricane that was going on. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Oh yeah, that was that was crazy for like um, you know the Hurricane Laura there, and people were just like you know flying right into it. It's like holy crap, real time weather events like that. That's um, you know like to me, obviously that's current gen, but it's just that's crazy stuff that's happening in games right now. I'm just so impressed with that game, what it's able to do. Um, Centurion, do you have any thoughts on this? I've been listening. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really had a huge interest in VR. Um, pure. I had a friend that got one. We went over to his house. We played around with it uh, forever. And then uh, <laughs> next time I saw him, I found out that he got bored with it and actually sold it. Um, so I haven't really had a big dabble into VR. Now, lately, I have been having this itch to want to check it out. Um, because then I see Vader Immortal is now coming to uh, the PSVR. Yeah, that's already out. Yeah, see, that's where now that kind of piqued my interest because I'm like, well, I got a PS4, uh, I got a PS4 Pro, so I should take advantage of that um, and get a PSVR. Um, you know, there's a couple games I thought would be kind of fun to check out. Skyrim, um, is it their VR version of Fallout? Yes. No. No, there's not. There's not a Fallout 4 VR? Yeah. I could have swore there was. There might be, actually. They talked yeah. about it, uh, Todd Howard, and the whole like Scar- Project Scarlet 
video at E3, but it never came. I don't know huh. if it came to PC, but... Well, at any rate, VR is now starting to get to the point where it's actually caught my attention, and it's gotten me wanting to start kind of checking it out, but... I am not a big fan of the whole wires and everything that comes along with VR. So Oculus has been the one that's at least caught my attention on it being more of a, a wireless system. And that's where if I ever did go VR at this point, I was leaning more towards the PC purely for the wireless part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if by some chance Microsoft is now starting to look at wanting to go into VR, I've always thought they would use Oculus as the way to do it. You know, Microsoft is showing little to no interest in developing any kind of hardware for um, VR. Um, they've kind of shown that they have no, they have a great reputation with Oculus and Facebook. So I've always thought that Oculus would be the way to go for them. And that's why I've always leaned towards the PC side of going to VR. Um, I really hope it does come to console, though. I think it'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And silence. No, I just I do <laughs> think there's uh, you know some interesting games that could come to Xbox, Xbox platforms, and the ecosystem um, if they went after it. I think, well, that's why I think it's awesome that Shockley actually mentioned Flight Simulator. That'd be one of those uh, games that. Uh, you would definitely want to check out the VR experience for that game. Um, also, it's actually kind of funny how it showed no interest, but um, Star Wars Squadrons, mm-hmm. that that's all first-person perspective, and I think that would be also a really fun thing to do in VR as well. well yeah. Did you get a chance to play like a few... How many games have you played in VR? Mm. Centurion. God, I'm in the but One or two. Not yeah, you, yeah, you gotta try the whole. It's a great experience. There's nothing like it for sure. Definitely try RE7. Yeah. See, those are the ones that I wish I would see. He got it when it first came out, and a lot of them came with that demo disc. The PSVRs they came with the demo disc that had like a couple. It was like VR Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one. Uh, there was a sci-fi one, which was a shooter where you sat in a cockpit and flew around and shot at things. And then the other one was where you got in a cage and basically went to the bottom of the ocean and got screwed with by sharks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some pretty good ones that I played. Um, that Gran Turismo sport was pretty decent. Uh, I don't know, if Jeremy, have you played that Moss game? You know, with the one with the little mouse? That one's pretty cool. Uh, I did get a chance to play, but it was only for like a couple of minutes. Um, I also played a, it's called Concrete Genie on PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Uh, that game is great. I really enjoy that game. I can't wait to play it on, on VR. I heard it was very good on, on VR, but I've only played the, uh, you know, just the regular version of the game. All right. All right. Well, all right, guys. I think on that no it make me weird that i'm not that i was not interested in vr at first no no i mean i think i think that unfortunately that's part of the problem it doesn't really have a war a lot of people are mixed on it a lot of people say yeah i'd rather play on a controller a lot of people say yeah here it gets sick a lot of people say i don't want the thing to be over my head so uh, you know 
Um, I didn't like the screen door effect on the screen. That was my main complaint. The, uh, my take on it, and I'm going to close the subject, is that once, if it really starts to hit off, and right now it's very, despite what, you know, if you want to be real about it, it's not, it's doing okay, but it's not like, if, if it becomes like a big option and, and people are, are, are all over it, I think Microsoft will look at it and when it becomes a viable option, I think that, you know, uh, like you said, wireless, um, you know, uh, a lot of the things, the screen door effect fixed, uh, the sickness, the motion sickness clearing, um, you know, and, and you have a large percentage of people looking at I think Microsoft will look into it. But as of now, I just think it's a third-party thing. And, you know, aside from Phil making his comments and getting killed about it, um, which he probably shouldn't have said, we don't really talk about VR at all. Think about it. We only talk about playing Xbox. And mm-hmm. really, that's what all the talk is. The games that come out are all on console or PC. But it's still in that phase where it just needs to grow. And um, I think when the technology becomes, you know, a little uh, a little more refined, I think that Xbox should possibly get in- involved. Or, uh, or like you said, or somebody was saying, get involved with Oculus. Because uh, that just, uh, you know, that just makes the most sense, especially if they go in, like with Facebook gaming, uh, maybe have some type of deal. But in the in the in the meantime, I think in the next two to four years, I don't think anything's really going to happen. You know, to, to make it mainstream, to be honest, everybody has to try VR porn. I mean, I'm, just stop what you're doing right now. If you have a VR unit, watch porn on it. It's the greatest experience you'll ever think of, you'll ever in your life. So that's it. That's my take. And the show has gone off the rails. Thank you for tuning in, well, everybody. Either way, the girl will be disappointed, right, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> uh all right good show tonight guys we're gonna close this one off um and honestly guys really really good discussions tonight uh talking about obviously joe staten taking over uh part of halo infinite the campaign gamescom 2020 uh we just finished talking about xbox vr patents and we talked about a lot more stuff as always thank you to the crowd that showed up in the chat tonight Uh, you guys were very active and also very positive as well so uh, it's always great having you guys join us every sunday night and if you haven't done so already then be sure to leave a like share this episode out and subscribe to keep up to date with all things txr again awesome show tonight fellas now on to the outros and i'll start with tim dog tim where can everybody find you at brother xcloud tim dog on twitter you can also find me here every sunday night 9 p.m eastern standard time 6 p.m pacific uh rdx on tuesday uh eight o'clock eastern standard time same deal um and you know i've been playing uh just battle toad just quickly on that uh like me and invader talked about it has a lot of potential but kind of mm-hmm. fell off uh, where what happened with that game? I, I don't know, but if the game stuck with just brawling, it probably would be an 80 Metacritic. Other than that, I'm almost finished with it. It was a nice thing. You could try it on Game Pass. And, uh, you know, I, I heard that, you know, stay tuned. I heard stuff's coming. So 
just uh, you know, stay tuned. This month definitely, maybe even next week we have other things. Oh, you said that last week, uh, last month, but I don't believe you anymore. So, <laughs> no, I was right. I was right about that. But no, I, I said that about the when it was supposed to come out. It was announced, but I wasn't even here the last month. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's definitely a lot of good stuff to look forward to, Tim. And uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we just get those damn prices by now, you know? Um, all right, moving on down the list, fellas. Uh, Eric Shockley, great show tonight, bud. Where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, great show. Yeah, you can find me at, at Shock Nero on Twitter, uh, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. And yes. thanks for stopping by. Yeah, brother. Definitely. Uh, moving on down, Centurion Buddy. Uh, some really good commentary tonight. Uh, pretty fun night. Where can everybody follow you? Well, um, it's been a great show. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, definitely helping entertain my Sunday night. It's where you can find me every Sunday night right here on the TXR podcast. You can also find me on the Shop Podcast every Saturday night. You can also locate me right here on YouTube, Xbox Live, and Twitter at Centurion1307 as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, yeah, lots of good comments uh, coming in. <laughs> Screw the yeah. price, uh, let me pre-order it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely infinite. I uh, My sentiments with you on that one, buddy. And finally, going on to Jeremy, where can everybody find you at, brother? Yeah, you, I always give out my Xbox. It's down there, Space J. Uh, but if you want to find me on PlayStation, you can. It's Green Knight 07. Green Knight's one word. Um, it's capitalized and uh, 07. That's it. All righty. And guys, of course, I'm Invader. And always, uh, you folks can find my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming. And I'm pretty active on Twitter. So follow me at, at Invader underscore 1986. We can't wait to talk games with you next Sunday. And if all goes according to plan, we will have something very cool to showcase to you uh, next Sunday. But until next time, fellas, have a good night and uh, take it easy.